morning. I just wanted to thank Pastor Don and the leadership team for letting me uh, share a bit about um, God's action or his movement in my daily life, especially through my work at Jacob's Well in the downtown east side. Um, some of you might have heard of this place uh, through Christy Liu. She is also the one uh, that actually brought me to Jacob's Well. Um, if you want to read how I actually got to Jacob's Well, you can read an uh, old newsletter uh, at the church on the church website uh, back in June 2012. Um, I am one of three part-time staff at uh, Jacob's Well. So to begin, I don't know how familiar you are with, uh, with the downtown east side. I kind of want to give you a picture of what it's like uh, down in the neighborhood. It is roughly about 10 um, square um, blocks in the east side of Vancouver's downtown core uh, around the Oppenheimer district. And the neighborhood is densely populated with uh, mostly low-income uh, residents, some housed, some are not. Many have government income assistance, uh, which include welfare or disabilities. Um, a high number of male over female residents and a large, large number of First Nations population. It is considered one of, um, it is considered the poorest urban postal code in Canada and people in the neighborhood are often challenged by poverty, addiction, um, HIV and AIDS severe mental illnesses, um, inadequate housing, and uh, being in and out of jail, and uh, as well as prostitution. It is a neighborhood where all kinds of people are also feel welcomed and included, no matter what they look, what they have been, uh, what they have done, or what they are struggling with. And uh, the downtown Isaiah is full of people that are beautiful, creative, kind, hospitable, uh, resilient people, who bear the image of God. Um, Jacob's Well is located in the heart of this neighborhood. We are, are on Main Street, just off of Cordova, across from the hort, courthouse. There are a lot of faith-based organizations and churches in the downtown east side um, who meet uh, people's different needs. Some um, are focused on preaching and leading people to Christ. Some are focused on uh, the daily needs of people, like feeding uh, or shelter. Um, Jacob's Well, it's slightly different, so we focus on uh, building relationship with people. So uh, we, call those, um, we call these uh, relationships mutually transformative relationships, which means we seek to learn from each other and come as equals and uh, to see Christ in each other. Um, we have a relational approach to sharing life with people in the neighborhood. So we seek meaningful friendships uh, where we give and we also receive from one another and not treat people as pure recipients, but to recognize that every person has something to give. This guiding principle is something um, that we inherited from our founder, Pauline Fell. Um, she founded the community back in 2001. She, is, she was a remarkable woman who um, for 30 years in her, in her 60s, starting at 60, 30 years, um, walked the streets in the downtown east side praying and talking with people and building friendships with people. And she even would do pop, uh, pub crawls and um, go into pubs, order Sprite, and talk to people, sit down and talk to people. And she died earlier this year at the age of 99. Uh, so what we are, we are an intentional community. What that means is we create, we come together and we create situations and a safe space where we can meet and get to know all sorts of different people. And we spend our days visiting people. We gather around the table, we worship together, we pray together, and we serve together. 
At Jacob's Well, we also, uh, often use food as just a means to engage in relationships. Um, also at Jacob's Well, we do our best um, to pe meet people where they are at, um, even when our friends uh, or neighbors are not ready to make healthy choices. We remain faithful friends. So like family, we are committed to these relationships, whether the person changes or not. Uh, sometimes we literally um, are the only family people have. Um, relational ministry like this is very tough and very messy at times, and, uh, but this is part of being the church in any community. We are not in the position to fix anyone, but we are in the position to love and to point people towards the God who can restore and give new life. Um, so people that come to um, Jacob's Well, some of our volunteers, uh, all of them are from different parts of Vancouver. We come from all different churches, and we come from different denominations, and uh, we just decided that we are going to commit ourselves in spending time with each other uh, and building friendships in the neighborhood. So um, our neighbors and friends consist of people who are from the street, people who live in SROs, which are single room occupancy rooms, which is roughly uh, the size of 10 by 10 and people who are on welfare, people who are professionals, uh, addicts, people with mild or severe mental illness, doctors, nurses, all sorts of people that are so uniquely different and come from completely different social economic uh, backgrounds, but each person being loved by God just the same. Um, you may be thinking, um, like, how can I engage in people um, who are so different than me? Um, I remember before I go, going to Jacob's Well, back when Christy brought me, um, and I was just thinking, like, there's no way there's something I can relate to people. Like, how can I be friends with people that are from the street? I'm like, I've always had a stable life. But with consistency, over the years, um, it's been almost three years since I've been in the community, you see um, these friendships change, and, um, yeah, they just change, and we are friends, and we care about each other. And just like any friendships, you have to spend time working on the relationship and build trust in one another, which is, um, yeah, and God called us to do, to be in community and to love. Um, after a while, yeah, you find common ground. Didn't God come to give mercy and love to everyone? And um, aren't we all just figuring out life together? What does it mean to live like Christ? Um, didn't Jesus come to be with people that are different, that are often uh, societies uh, reject? So what does my daily work look like? Um, as you can tell, building friendships are kind of organic. You can't really figure out there's just a pattern of things. We do have some um, organized events like Community Kitchen where we open our space up and invite people in to cook with us and then we'll sit down to have a meal together and then we'll do dishes together. But other times, a day at work would mean um, just standing out at the door, greeting someone who's in distress, who is in a lot of pain, um, fearing uh, that they are going to lose their eyesight, and uh, just praying with the person. And uh, what I see, how I see God move in these situations is this person is having a really rough time that day, and I just happen to be there and listen to um, his story and um, was able to actually be involved in his life for that moment. 
And for me, I was encouraged that I didn't need to do anything but just be there. And uh, that was enough for God to use me. Um, there are a couple of ways you can help. Um, you can join us, partner with Jacobswell. Most importantly is prayers. Um, our friends is going to have a really tough time uh, during Christmas. A lot of agencies are closed and uh, a lot of reminders of what family was, uh, was like and just the deep um, sense of brokenness that people have endured um, through childhood and throughout their um, adult life. And so prayer um, for them would be greatly helpful. And uh, if you are interested in being part of the community, I encourage you to come volunteer with us. Um, come talk to me after. And uh, if you are led to, um, we are a registered charity if you want to uh, help us financially. Um, and most importantly, share our story with other people and just a way of community that will um, empower people around you and to build friendships, meaningful friendships around you. And um, uh, we set up a booth downstairs, so uh, Winnie and I will be standing there. And if you have any questions, just let me know. There are sign-up sheets if you want our newsletters. There are newsletters down there, and um, there's also a donation box if you feel led to do that. Um, but to conclude, I just want to encourage the church to continue to do the things God put this passion in you, um, especially those relation, highly relational things like VBS, the block party, uh, leave cleanup and say out. I'm always amazed at the uh, turnout of these events and just to bring strangers in and to um, really invite people to experience God's presence um, among us. Uh, we, uh, like Willis said, we serve a living God. They, he's in us, he's moving in us. Um, so, but if God is moving you and wanting for you to step forward to do something different, um, I pray that you will follow those promptings and you will experience God in a different way. And um, yeah, um, don't be a stranger. If you want to check out Jacob Swell on your own, give me your number, give me your email, and I will arrange the time you can come visit. Thank you. On your side. It Great, thank you. Morning, everybody. Okay. I really appreciate the opportunity to speak with you this morning. And this is about me, and it's about God's work in me. And uh, I'm just going to start right at the beginning. And it's not okay. <laughs> I'm just going to point at you, Jackson. Next one. So this is where I was born. Let's see if the pointer works. Yeah, I was born there on this little island called Trinidad and Tobago. But I was born to this family. And uh, I'm Chinese. My parents were both born in mainland China. Um, and I was born on this interesting island. Uh, here we go. That's my family now. It's huge. And I just needed to get a picture of my mother up there so you could see. But this is the country that I was born into, a country of steel pan, of mixed race people, and, of course, beautiful beaches. 
half the country is African descent, half the country is Indian descent, and a quarter of them are mixed. Okay, you add it up. I went to school with these people. These were my best friends. And so I grew up with a childhood wish that I would be black. I wanted to be black. On the other hand, my home environment was pretty tough. It was a very difficult home environment. And when I left home at 16, I left it all behind. I gave up being Chinese. I stopped eating rice. I came to Canada. I met a Canadian husband. I changed my name. I don't even have a Chinese name anymore, except I, I still do. Uh, many years later, when I went to Africa and was a missionary there for many years, I found myself connecting with blacks and mixed people and being encouraged by them and being embraced by them. And I felt I'm home. This is what I always wished for. But what does God have for you? God, is a, God has a sense of humor. He's very interesting. And he always keeps moving us on. As long as we keep seeking for him and searching for him and asking, what am I here for? He will answer you. About 10 years after we had moved to Zambia, we were challenged to start a ministry with Chinese people. I'm like, why me? I'm, I'm not Chinese. I don't speak Chinese. I don't know the culture. I don't like dried shrimp. <laughs> but God had something for me. And as I was wrestling with this, I came across this quote in a sermon. And it was by a pastor who was preaching about judges, about the choosing of leaders for a nation. And he chooses leaders from all kinds of doubtful backgrounds. And it says here, he said, nothing disqualifies you from service to God. Nothing, God can use you despite your weaknesses, despite your background, and despite your upbringing. But there I was in the middle of Africa being asked to reach out to Chinese people. And I felt God was saying this. I can use you because of your background, because of your upbringing. I made you for this. I was overwhelmed. I was humbled. I was put in my place. And I said, God, is there a reason you made me to look like this? To have an understanding? Just a year ago, I would, oh sorry, um, just, this, is the, this is a picture of the fellowship that we started with five families six years ago. And this is a fellowship, oops, I think I, that's the fellowship that's there today. I thank God. I know how to say ni hao, and xie xie, zai chen. I'm sorry, I can't speak Cantonese. <laughs> um, but five months ago, I would never have imagined being here. Isn't it incredible? Just last December, we left Zambia having no idea where we were going. And coming here and being with you 
has been an incredible work of God. To me, it's a miracle to stand here and hear people like Charlotte call me Simo. And to be with these people that look like me and actually think like me and somehow struggle with that identity. Who am I? I love these people. I love you. Five months, I can't imagine. But we ask the question, what are we made for? What are you made for? This is a question that Gilbert asked me um, when he was struggling with his life and wanted to know, what is my purpose? And I'm going to read it from here because I can't see all the way back there. This is, a, this is a passage from Psalm 139. It says, you are the one who put me together inside my mother's body, and I praise you because of the wonderful way you created me. Everything you do is marvelous. Of this, I have no doubt. Nothing about me is hidden from you. Can you say that? Nothing about me is hidden from you, God. I was secretly woven together deep in the earth below, but with your own eyes, you saw my body being formed. Even before I was born, you had written in your book everything I would do. It is incredible that God wrote in his book that today I would be standing here and sharing with you. And God has put in me a passion for godly relationships and healthy churches. I am so blessed. I am so amazed at God's purpose and his plan that he has brought to this point. And he has given me a passion for people and for the church. I wonder what God has given you a passion for. I wonder what God has put into his book for you. And are you ready to ask God, what am I made for? Some of you may be kind of like where I was, wandering, wondering, who am I? What am I about? What does God want for me? And I came across this as well. This is not working. Next. <laughs> uh, a good friend of mine likes to quote Augustine. And he says this. Thou has made us, sorry, young people, it means you, speaking to God. You have made us for yourself. And our heart is restless until it finds rest in you. Is your heart restless today? Are you wondering what your purpose is? God knows. Keep asking him, what am I here for? Why did you make me? I just want to pray for us today. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much. You are an incredible, amazing God, beyond time and beyond space. And you know exactly why each and every person is here today. You know exactly why you created each and every one of us. And I pray, Lord, as we cry out to you with our restless hearts, that we would truly find rest in you. That whatever passions you give us, you would draw those out and you would produce in us
the purpose, you would fulfill your purpose in us and you would fulfill your plans in us. But I pray, Lord, that our first and primary purpose is to know you and to serve you. Father, may we know you in a deeper way. Lord, I pray that people would not leave this place without that desire to find you and then find themselves. Thank you, Jesus. You are the author and finisher of our faith, and we give all glory to you. In your name we pray, amen.